Welcome to Eastside Road, where the conversation is about art, culture, and education. I am your host, Obed Silva. And today, I will be speaking with writer and Cal State Los Angeles student, Stephanie Ochoa, who will be reading her short narrative, La Sirvienta, a lovely piece on mother-daughter relationships. Hello, my name is Stephanie Ochoa, and I'll be reading an excerpt from my narrative, La Sirvienta. La Sirvienta. I learned to clean my house at 15. I was a brat, no compassion, no morals, no religion. This was a memorable time in my life because my father left the house to be with another woman, and my mother decided to sleep all day for a change, cry, and nothing else. Before this, the house was full of arguments between mom and dad, mostly because he would leave early in the morning and spend time everywhere else except home, with our family. I can still hear the screaming, the foot stomping, and the front metal doors slamming. Now it was silent. I thought the house would be peaceful with Dad gone, but instead it became a dump. The kitchen floor was an embarrassing mess, with blotches of black spots from the weeks that passed without mopping, the dishes piled up and the ants swarmed the sink. The house had never been this dirty because Mom had always made sure it was clean. She was always cleaning and cooking, mostly for Dad, making sure the house was spotless and the food was hot when he came home. That was Mom, a continuous cycle of efforts to make Dad happy, to make him feel at home, often forgetting to make sure her children ate or needed a talk. I became angry seeing Mom resign from her cleaning and cooking chores, the ones that made her a mom to me. Without Dad... The house was no longer a home. I gathered my anger seeing mom lay like a vegetable every day and decided to do something about the clutter. So I learned to clean. I channeled the anger for mom's oppression through the constant cleaning of a single object or an area at a time. A dish, a tile, or the dust from a table. I washed dishes with pieces of dry webbles or whatever food I was managing to cook. I swept and mopped. I cleaned by day and I cleaned by night. And still, I would never be done. I didn't know how to clean or where to start. I could take an entire evening organizing only the refrigerator, throwing away the old food, removing and scrubbing all the shelves, and finally organizing all the remaining good food. I took long hours to clean a tiny fraction of the house, and by the end of the week, it was dirty again. So welcome to the show, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. Fantastic. La Sirvienta. I remember La Sirvienta. I love that piece. Yeah, that piece came out of uh, a, a writing assignment that I had you guys do. And if I recall, the prompt asked for you guys, the students, to revisit a childhood memory um, that was life-changing or of an incident that was life-changing in the... Um, your childhood home. Yes, that's correct. It's a very personal piece, a uh, memory of my home. All I could think about was how much I liked to care for the home. And then I started to think about how it all began. And it began through 
my mom's depression, uh, my mom dealing with my dad leaving the house, and uh, me deciding to clean. So I, I thought it was a good, a good memory to talk about. You, what you mean by leaves is that he and your mom become separated, and a way of you dealing with the separation is through cleaning? Correct. How, how does that work? So I guess we all have to channel our anger somehow, right? So I guess that's, that's what I decided to do at the time, just clean all day. You didn't clean before this? Nope. Who who did the cleaning? My mom did all the cleaning. She was always cleaning. And I was always playing around. So at the age of 15, from which you tell the story, uh, you start cleaning. What happened? Um, it was something that I didn't understand at first. Uh, she just was always in her room. And... I, I didn't understand it, you know, and all I would notice was that the house was not clean anymore. So that made me really angry. Um, and at a later time, I realized it's because she's sad. But I guess then, maybe because I was young or I was so ignorant, I didn't, I didn't think about her being in pain. I just thought about her not doing anything, and it made me angry. Yeah. Did you ever ask your mother if she was sad? Uh, no, I don't think I, I asked her. Um, maybe, maybe even seeing her sad made me angry. I, I didn't understand. I wanted, I wanted everything to be the same. I wanted the house to be clean. I wanted there to be hot food, and, um, and that's all I cared about. And it wasn't happening anymore. Uh, you know, depression is, is, is something that most people don't like to speak about, and especially in the Latino community. So to bring this up in your piece, I mean, it was courageous. And uh, you do it so beautifully because the way your mom overcomes the depression in the piece, and I, even though we don't get to it uh, in your reading, uh, is because you do the cleaning and one day she just comes out of her room and joins you in the cleaning or joins you in in the kitchen so while you clean she begins to cook is that correct yeah that's correct and then what happens from there how how does she transition from her depression to coming out and and cooking and living with you well um because i was cooking i mean i was cleaning so much um she she liked it i guess she, when she would come out and, and see what i would do she liked it and then she would she would come out a little more and then i also began to cook the stuff that she would normally cook but they weren't up to her standards so um you know, I was always asking her, Mom, how do you cook this? How do you cook that? And, you know, soon enough, she was like, you know what? I'll do it. And, and that was a good thing, you know? So, so I, w I would push for more moments like that and ask her more often. 
um, about, you know, cooking stuff so that hopefully she would come out again. Um, and she did, and she'd come out, and, and we'd eat uh, delicious food like we always did. Um, and I continued to clean also because it made her so happy. So she was pleased with your cleaning, but she was not pleased with your cooking. Yeah, my cooking was not good. Is it good now? It's still not good. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I find it interesting, the, the cleaning component of your story, because, you know, when, when you clean, is you're giving something a new look, right? You're reviving something. And uh, in this case, your mom, she's secluding herself. She's being a recluse because of her depression. But in the act of you cleaning, in some form, you pull her out. Uh, out of the room but then gradually she bec she begins to come out of her depression as well and all through the act of cleaning yeah yeah did you think about that as a as something technical that you were doing while you were writing or is it something that just because it was part of the story you just had to tell it like that it was just part of the story and I, th I think that's why I wanted to share the memory so much because it is a beautiful memory. Let me ask you about your mother and yours and, and your relationship today. How's that relationship? My mom and I are like best friends. Um, I wouldn't say best friends because we don't we don't talk about everything, but but we're amazing friends. Um, you know, I, I talk to her about the guys I date. Uh, about my day I, I tell her all the details you know I come home and I'm, I'm happy to sit down and and have a conversation with her or um, while she's cooking I'll decide to clean just because she's there you know and, and decide to spend time with her like that um, our relationship is amazing um, Stephanie do you think your story is one that other young girls and even boys are able to relate to as a, a child who, who saw her parents uh, separate and divorce? In, in that aspect, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's almost rare to, to have friends who, whose parents are still together. I, I'm still like, I, I find it surprising, you know, and, and I, I congratulate them even, you know. I'm like, I'm so happy for you, you know, that your parents are still together. It's, it's kind of rare to hear that. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so uh, um, knowing that a lot of people have their, their parents separated is unfortunate, but, but something that a lot of us can also relate to, you know, and talk about. Um, so I, I, hope, I hope a lot of people do relate to my story. I, I could totally relate to your story. My parents separated when I was four years old. Uh, so upon reading your story, it brought back certain memories. So I'm sure, as you said, other young men and young boys and girls can, can do the same. Now, uh, moving on, in the fall, you're going to begin school at Cal State Los Angeles. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And what are you going to be majoring in? I'm going to be finishing my degree in nutrition sciences. Nutrition sciences. That's correct. What does that entail? Uh, that entails a lot of science classes, a lot of um, a lot of chemistry, a lot of anatomy, physiology, 
and then a lot of intense nutrition courses. Well, Stephanie, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show, listening to you read. I know it's not easy to talk about personal issues, but you did courageously. I can't wait to see what else you produce. Thank you so much. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to read Stephanie Ochoa's piece in its entirety, be sure to pick up Eastside Rose magazine, which will be coming out in January 2018. This episode of the Eastside Rose podcast was recorded on the campus of East Los Angeles College. It was produced by Gregory Mena and hosted by yours truly, Obed Silva, Man of La Mancha.